Hey y'all, welcome to another bonus episode oh, of the D20 Academy Podcast. Um, we're doing another UA review. <laughs> hey guys, yes, welcome to another Unearthed Arcana review, mm -hmm. subclasses part two. Um, we did the other one, uh, part one, we did subclasses part one review like two months ago. Maybe? I think so. I don't know. Um, here's the thing. We want to be doing these when they come out, so we can mm. give you guys the scoop. Um, <laughs> this came out a month ago. <laughs> um, Cyclops Part 3 actually already came out like two weeks ago. We're really behind on that, so we apologize. Mm. We're gonna try to get- we were just- we've just been just really busy and hard to find time to record. Um, also, we want to try a new format. We're not gonna read these ahead of time and have presuppositions. We're gonna read them right here, right now, and decide our opinions right now, uh, along along with you guys. So, Unearth Arcana 2020 subclasses part two. If you wanna read along, uh, it's PDF. Unearth Arcana 2020. <laughs> Unearth Arcana 2020. It's trying to write on my ballot. <laughs> uh, that's, 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 oh my gosh. Uh, yes, <laughs> I'm voting for Unearth Arcana 2020. Um, anyway, so in these ones, we go through literally the document. Mm. We're gonna read through it, give our thoughts. Um, if you're someone who plays D&D, uh, wants to know about, like, the subclasses and the other, un other unarthur kind of stuff, this is for you. Um, okay, let's get into it. Okay, starting off, we did forget to mention, we're eating. Mm-hmm. We're hungry. So if that bothers you... <laughs> Bummer. Oops. Uh, we're eating healthy, though. Mm-hmm. Our raisin is healthy. <laughs> We're eating, like, a collection of nuts and, and raisins. Cashews and walnuts. And I know walnuts are healthy. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I've heard. Okay. Good. Subclasses part two. Um, <laughs> Alright. First one. Bard. Bard. What's your opinion on the bard? Cool class. I don't know if I'd play it. Okay. I like it, though. Bard's my favorite class. Okay. So. High standard. Bard's my favorite class. But, we haven't seen a lot of cool bard subclasses, from my experience. Ones in the player's handbook are pretty boring. That's very true. So, let's see what we got here. So, Gabe has read this through one time. Yes, but not since they made changes, because it was accidentally leaked. leaked. Mm. Well, it was found. Mm. By accident. Yeah. And then it changed well, I mean, not things. really by accident. Anyway, <laughs> he, he had a little bit of an idea. I have not read this at all. Okay. College of Creation. Bards believe the multiverse is given existence through words and sound. Esoteric harmonies that continue to resonate through existence. The Song of Creation. The Song of Creation. <laughs> uh, the bards of this college draw on this ancient power through performances of dance, music, or song. Members of this college might have developed their powers during experiences on other worlds. Okay, so like song, music, perform creation. Okay. Mm. I feel like this is a little weak flavor. Yeah. It doesn't get any clearer with the rest of the paragraph. <laughs> awesome. So I was like, yeah. Multiple realities. Those who have seen the commonalities of multiple realities might have learned how to tap into truth most mortals glimpse only for a moment. <laughs> what is that? That's sentence? like on the Scientology homepage. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Alright. Third... See that has like a banner like at a rally. Um okay, third level. College of Creation featured note of potential. Are these the kinds you pass in class, mayhaps, or the mm. kinds you sing? Uh, you can no, they're the ones that like your parents and teachers give like, oh, you have potential, and give a little note with like a star on it, and then you like do Just nothing in college. <laughs> do nothing in college. Uh, you can manipulate the Song of Creation to summon a floating musical note of possibility. Okay, like that. Whenever you give a creature a bardic inspiration die, you can create a note of potential. The note orbits within five feet of the creature. The note is a tiny object that is intangible and invulnerable. Then why does it matter? Just say there's like a magical note, and it lasts until the bright inspiration dies. It seems lost. to be someone who's like, I attack the note. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, well, yeah, no, of course. A creature with a note can use it in the following ways. Just say like, there's a mystical note that floats around their head. Like they've done that before, like in spells. Mm -hmm. Okay. Note of destruction. So it looks like there's three different ways you can use this note. Yes. Immediately, I'll go ahead and read this one. Immediately after the creature rolls the bardic inspiration die to add it to the attack roll, the creature can expand in the note to create a burst of sound. Each other note... <laughs> I'm... 
three sentences <laughs> in! Each, <laughs> each other creature within five feet of it must succeed on con save against your spell save DC or take thunder damage equals with the number roll in the bardic inspiration die. Yikes. <laughs> well, okay. That's not a total yikes. Um, if you put on your barbarian and they run into a group of goblins, mm -hmm. and you, like, you're hitting like three go goblins with this, and what, at third level, is your inspiration die still a d6? I think so. Yeah, I think it goes to get it at fifth level. Fifth, yeah. Um, that's an average of three damage, and that's not good. It's not good. Oh, wait. Oh, oh, and they, they have to add it to an attack roll, too. You can't just, like, do this whenever you want. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So each one of these is when you do that specific thing with that your bardic okay. inspiration, then it... Which we kind of were... We used... To, we were working on subclasses a while ago. Like, mm -hmm. our own homebrew ones. And that had to do with it. Like, the purpose why you're using the inspiration die. Anyway. Note of protection. Immediately after the creature rolls the bardic inspiration die and adds to a saving throw... They can expend the note to gain temporary hit points equal to the number rolled in the die plus your charisma modifier. Better. Better, but the saving throw trigger yeah. makes it, yeah. Because, like, Bright Inspiration Die plus your charisma modifier for temporary hit points, that's pretty good. Alright, read, read out the last one here. Sorry, I need to chew. <clears throat> this is why we don't eat when we record, actually. Now I see why. <laughs> Alright. Note of ingenuity makes you smart. No. Mm. When the creature rolls the Bardic Inspiration die to add it to an ability check, the creature can expend the note to roll the Bardic Inspiration die again and choose the which rule to use. Okay, wait, that seems really good. Wait. How does this work? Whatever you, you give, give a... yeah. Whoa. Okay, so these just happen with Bardic Inspiration. Mm -hmm. Not expending any resources, just when you give someone Bardic Inspiration. They get a note, and then you can do... Okay, never mind. I like this. I thought this was... You have to expend a bark inspiration to give them the note, and they can just... Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. <clears throat> okay, this is actually nice. It's nice. The only problem with it is... Because of the flavor of the, of the subclass. <clears throat> it's just so weird. Yeah, okay. As you guys know, we're going to give our full truth when it comes to... Um, uh, the mechanical aspects, if we think it's too powerful, too weak, or whatever. We're going to give you the facts. Um... At least from our experience. But we are sticklers for flavor. Especially me. <laughs> especially the wizard. <laughs> if something doesn't fit flavor, I get really irritated. But, like, my problem is, like, I don't know if it fits the flavor. Because what is the flavor? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm already hating it, this subclass because of the flavor. Um, I, I think this is cool. This mm. is nice. It's like a little upgrade to Bark Inspiration. Yeah, the ability itself, I like. I think it's actually really cool. Um... Is it... I think it's balanced as well. I don't think it's powerful or weak. Maybe a little weak. Mm -hmm. On the weaker side... What else do bards get at third level, though? Look at the first handbook. What, what are the other subclass options? I don't know. I barely look at the subclasses. I just know the base class. I should have memorized it, because the bard's my favorite class. No, um... Yeah, fake fan. Fake fan. <laughs> um... For College of Lore, they get Cutting Words, mm. which is pretty good. And College of that. Valor gets to roll a dice for damage on weapon attacks mm. instead of just the attack roll. Plus proficiency with medium armor shields and martial weapons. Plus, College of Lore also gets proficiency with three skills of your choice. How does this stack up to that? Actually, pretty well, I think. I, I, th I think it's pretty good. It's alright. I like how adaptable it can be. Yeah. I, I really like the ability attack one. Mm. Okay. Animating performance. Sixth level feature. Can you read this one? Yeah. We gotta coordinate this better. So I eat when you're reading. Mm -hmm. Okay. Good. Your mastery of the song of creation allows you to magically bring items to life. As an action, you can target a large or smaller non-magical item you can see within 30 feet of you and animate it. The animate... What? Why? The animate the anim item? Yeah, the animate item. Instead of animated? Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it works, but yeah. The animate... Animate? Mm-hmm. Animate item uses your dancing item stat block and is under your control for one hour or until it is reduced to zero hit points. Mm -hmm. In combat, item shares your initiative, but takes it... 
Isn't if count, but takes its turn immediately after yours. Mm -hmm. It can move and use its reactions, blah, 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 blah. The only action it can take on its turn is a dodge action, unless you take a bonus action on your turn to command it to take one of the actions in its stat block. Or the dash, disengage, help, hide, search. When you use your Bardic Inspiration feature, you can command which action your animated item takes as part of the same bonus action. That's nice. Mm-hmm. There's only good move for this. Once you animate an item with this feature, you can't do so again until you finish a long rest or until you spend a third level spell slot or higher to use this feature. You can only have one item animated okay. at a time, blah, 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 blah. So let's look at the stat block they have here. Data item, larger, smaller construct, neutral. AC is 16, that's good. Mm -hmm. Hit points equal to the dancing item's constitution modifier, plus your constitution modifier, plus five times your level in this class. So charisma modifier. Oh, sorry, your charisma modifier. Mm -hmm. Their dancing item's con modifier is three. Mm -hmm. Yours at third, the sixth level would be four, four, five. Yeah. Let's just say four. Four. So seven. And at six level times five is 30. 37 hit points? That's pretty good. Speed 40 feet. I This is not what I expected this to be. <laughs> Strength plus four. Dex plus two. Con plus three. Intelligence minus four. Wisdom plus zero. Charisma minus two. Interesting it has higher charisma than intelligence. <laughs> I would feel like the charisma should be like zero. Maybe it's like, oh, it's charming. It's a... Dancing bookcase. Well, I don't know. <laughs> um, damage immunities, poison, obviously, to an object. Mm. And it's immune to being charmed, exhausted, frightened, because it's an object. Has dark vision, 60 feet. This is really confusing. And wait, it, wait, wait. I just came with the funniest thing. You're, uh, blinder than a doornail. Doorknob? Door, what? Doorknob? What, what, what's the term? Oh, it's dumber than... Dumber than I, a doorknob? Yeah. Oh no! That's okay. I can't think. Oh dang it! Also, to understand. But especially having like, your item, having better vision than you. Yeah. It's <laughs> the funny thing. Okay. Endless waltz. Immediately after the item makes a slam attack, I can take the dodge action as a bonus action. I wish I could do that. And waltz. It has immutable form. <laughs> okay. What are the action? Force empowered slam. It's a melee weapon attack. Your spell attack modifier to hit, reach five feet, uh, one target you can see, hit, it deals 1d10, plus your charisma modifier, force damage. Hmm. Okay, that's the stat block. Thoughts? This seems really good. Mm-hmm. This thing is way stronger than I thought it would be. Um, the thing is, to make an attack and stuff, it does require your bonus action, and bards are one of the classes who uses their bonus action a lot because of bardic inspiration. But... Because when you use your Bardic Inspiration feature, you can command which action the animated takes as part of the same Oh, right, action. right, right. Okay, so never mind. Yeah. Um, I think rogues are probably the only other one that also uses the bonus action a lot. But uh, Sorcerers also, depending. Well, most of the time. Okay. Um, we'll get into that in the next episode. Yeah, uh, class of my life. Okay, this seems really strong. This construct is... I thought it was going to be, like, underpowered. Yeah. This I feel like a lot of constructs are like a lot of like summon things. Yeah, be this is really good. Yeah. Um. Also, it scales the. What's level the flavor? <laughs> Somebody please tell me what's going on. Okay, I what I love about this it reminds me of Beauty and the Beast. Yes. At the end, when they're all all the animated objects are fighting, like that's the coolest thing to me. Um, just the armor, just like kicking dudes, <laughs> and like the little teacup mm -hmm. doing one d ten. Plus four damage. <laughs> just imagine a little chip from Beauty and the Beast just like hurling himself. <laughs> 37 hit points. Um, but yeah. It's got more hit points than the wizard. <laughs> um, cool. This seems really strong. It's like that it scales with you. I love, I love just the flavor of getting an object with you. But I, I want a whole Bardico subclass about that. A Beauty and the Beast like animating these things. Mm -hmm. Also, I want them to talk. That'd I be want so fun. I want them to talk. <laughs> just just write one. Just write a beauty in the beast up. So class here's, okay, here's, here's what, what I would do. We're, we're not finished yet, but here's what I would do. Mm. I'd make this its own subclass. And the third level one is you gain the ability to talk to objects. 
Mm, kind of like speak with animals. Speak with animals or like speak with the dead. Mm-hmm. And you can ask them questions about like who passed by here and stuff. That opens up a gazillion doors, mm-hmm. invites creativity. I think that's really cool. Yeah. And then you can animate them. So now you have a dude fighting for you who's talking to you and like cracking jokes and your DM can play around with that. That's Beautiful. so fun. That Kay. is so fun. Yeah. All right. I think it's good. That's a good ability. All right, I'll take this one. Quickly, start snacking. Yes. Um, 14th level. Your, your performance can manipulate the magic of creation, briefly transforming the world around you. As an, That's so vague. As an action, you can create one non-magical item of your choice in an unoccupied space within 10 feet of you. Okay, this makes sense. You're actually creating something. The item must appear on a surface or in a liquid that can support it. The GP value of the item can't be more than 20 times your bard level. and must be large. Wait, that's... At 14th level is a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But it's a non-magical item, so, like, what's the point? Uh, it must be large or smaller. Tiny, glimmering, intangible notes float around it, and a creature can faintly hear music when touching it. For example, those items see armor, weapons, adventure, and gear, tools, mounts. Wait. <coughs> you can create mounts? <laughs> That's awesome. The created item disappears at the end of your next turn unless you use your action to maintain it. Each time you use your action in this way, the item's duration is extended to the end of your turn, up to a maximum of one minute. If you maintain the item for the full minute, it continues to exist for a number of hours equal to your bard level. That's really cool. Once you create an item with this feature, you can't do so again until you finish a long rest or until you expend a spell slot of 5th level or higher. I love that they're doing this now. Either like a long rest or expending a spell slot. Same with the animated mm-hmm. perk. I like that. You can only have one item created by this feature at a time. Blah, 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 blah. Thoughts? Hmm. I think this is cool. It invites creativity. Yeah. Obviously, you can't create magical items. I just wish that you could like talk to it. Yeah. And it doesn't give like a weight limit, right? Mm-mm. Just size. Just cost. And size. And cost. So like, what if I made like massive, solid gold, well, a large, solid mm-hmm. gold horse, and rode it? Well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> it's an object. I think. You could, you'd have to talk with your DM about this. Yeah. If I was DM, I might just restrict it to the things listed in the equipment chapter in Player's Handbook. I still think you could use this really creatively. Mm-hmm. Creatively? <laughs> like a cart and stuff. Yeah. And then, yeah. I think it's actually really cool and useful. Yeah, it's really creative. Also, you can then animate it. Mmm. Mmm. So, before you go to battle, make it, sustain it for the minute, so you get it for 14 hours. Mm-hmm. Then animate that sucker, and then do whatever. Yeah. Also, <laughs> when <laughs> you create a horse and then animate the horse, which yeah. like what the Tordian animal. Okay, a Trojan horse. Okay, that's the end of the bar subclass. I think my idea was cooler. I think my idea for subclass is way cooler. Cool ideas. Mm-hmm. I think this is pushing the bard in a really cool direction. I love the first, the third level ability. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. Whenever you they expend a bard for this inspiration for this particular thing, they also get this. Yeah. I love abilities that, like, add on to, like, your options and what do you do. Like, yep. why do I do this one instead, or should I, instead do it with this way? Also, I like that you can expend spell slots to get the ability back. Mm. So cool. We need more of that. Yeah. For sure. Um, I just wish it was more consistent. Another canna recently? Not, or really ever. Let's be honest. <laughs> They're not good at keeping a uniform flavor for a subclass. It really does seem like they, they come up with cool abilities... And then they try to mash a couple together mm-hmm. for a subclass. No, thank you. No, thank you. Um, I like a lot of these concepts. Um, honestly, the third level ability makes me kind of want to make it an intrinsic bard ability. Mm. At like fifth level or something. Instead of um, font of inspiration. Mm. Or something like that. I think that'd be cool. Like an optional... Okay. Cleric. Unity domain. Not the love domain. Lord, no. It was called the love domain, but no. No. Uh, <clears throat> there's going to be controversy over that. We are nonpartisan. Okay. Um, <laughs> go ahead and read this one. Or are you... One second. Okay. Well, you're done. You macked those nuts. My turn. Go ahead. Mm, nice. A sense of oneness shines mm. in the hearts of healthy communities. Mm. Where they're bound together by friendship, God, faith... Or some other unity force. The gods of unity deepen such bonds and delight in their strength. Amen. 
clerics of these gods preside over marriages and other familiar bonding customs. But they also nurture the emotional bonds of friendship and camaraderie. Mm. Their divine blessing bolster and protect allies in battle through these deep bonds and turn aside divine influences. Thank you for that. I feel thoroughly enlightened from the ASMR. <laughs> then it gives a list of deities. Uh, well, Pantheon they're in. Yeah. That um, fit this kind of unity feel, I guess. So the one probably everyone knows is Athena. The Greek god is, is an example they give. Yes. All those other guys have no idea who the hell they are. Okay. Heimdall. Oh, Heimdall. Yeah. Is he the guy who guards the bridge? Adrasabla? Okay. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Straight off, we haven't read any of the abilities yet. Look at that flavor. I, I understand what the flavor is. Mm-hmm. That makes perfect sense to me. <laughs> it's clear and concise. Now let's just hope the mechanics match it. Mm-hmm. Okay, divine spells, extra spells are heroism, shield of faith, aid, warding bond. Okay, those all seem appropriate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's emboldening bond? First level ability. You can forge an empowering bond between allies. As an action, you can choose two willing creatures so you can see within 30 feet of you. This can include yourself and create a magical bond between them. While either bonded creature is within 30 feet of the other, that the creature can roll a d4 and add that number to add the number rolled to an attack roll an ability check or saving throw it makes. Each creature can add the d4 no more than once per turn. The bond lasts for one hour or until you use this feature again. You can use this feature once and you regain the ability to do so once you finish a long rest. You can also expand a spell slot to use the feature again. Yes. Keep this thing. Yeah, Keep I love this it. thing. <laughs> because it keeps spellcasting classes to get too railroaded into. Yeah. It's just spellcasting. I love this. Yes. I love this. It's also, fits, it fits theme. It fits theme? I think it's pretty good, too. <laughs> yeah. A D4, keep in mind, it's once per turn. Once per turn, not once per round. So you can use it for an attack reaction. on your turn, then, like, for a saving throw on the enemy's turn. And a reaction. And a reaction on a different turn, you know? Yeah. So this is uh, basically bless. Yes. But for two people, and they have to be within 30 feet. Uh-huh. When would you use this over Bless, though? At first level. It, it, when I have such limited spell slots. Sure. Yeah, because you can expend a spell slot to use it again and stuff, it's just like, at that point, might as well just cast Bless. But I like that it doesn't require concentration. Mm. Or anything. It's a... Okay. It's pretty cool. Yes. Also, it's just like, you can do it for no cost, like, before anything, you know, it lasts for an hour. It doesn't, you don't need to be within... An feet. hour? An hour. I thought it was a minute. No, it's an, an hour. hour. Yeah. Okay, never mind. So you do it, like, if you think you're going to go into something, you know, you can just mm -hmm. do it, you know? Yeah. And they don't need to be within 30 feet of each other constantly. It's just, they just to need to be at 30 the, feet. Yeah, to, to get, get the bonus. bonus. Okay. One, matches theme and flavor, yes. which we love. Mm -hmm. Two, balanced. I think it's pretty good. Mm -hmm. I think it's cool. Three, uh, I it's just like bless. They already get bless as a spell for cleric to get that. I don't, I don't know. It's kind of just bless, in my opinion. <laughs> I uh, maybe well, would have like, stacked with bless. Do some crazy. Things. Yeah, you can like stack it with bless and stuff. That, that's cool. I don't totally hate it. I actually I do like it. Yeah, I like it. It's just, could we have gotten something different? Instead of another bless effect, yes, a di like what would you have given it at first level? Creatures being bonded, having that connection, do something. Yeah, I don't know. I I I, I don't know. I thought I think there's just some really cool things you can do though. Like whenever the other creature hits an attack, you get a thing or whatever. I don't know. I think that'd be cool. Okay, shared, or like whenever the other creature gets healed, you also get healed. Mm. That could could that be infinite combo with something? Maybe. Probably not. This isn't Magic the Gathering. <laughs> okay, Channel Divinity. Shared, Shared burden. burden. Not Share the charm. load. Not, char <laughs> not charm a creature for your no. Channel Divinity. Uh, share the load. <laughs> okay, you can use your Channel Divinity to protect your allies through the strength of your shared shared bonds. When a creature you can see within 30 feet of you takes damage, you can use your reaction to choose a number of other willing creatures you can see 
up to your wisdom modifier. Distribute the damage taken between the original target and the chosen creatures. Each creature must must take at least one damage. Apply any damage resistances or vulnerability of the creatures involved after you distribute the damage. Love it. Love it. That's a really good channel of divinity. I it's think like, that's really good. Yeah. Um, and like that's good at higher levels too. Yeah. Yeah, I I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, is it too good? I I don't know. It doesn't stand out as broken to me. No, but I'm just like in time will tell of other channel divinities where it's just like. Work lurk, you know, plus 10 to hit. But just keeping yourself alive and the wizard alive and just giving it to the yeah. barbarian, like, that's just... I love that. You can just choose how much. They just need to take it. I like it. I like, I, I like so, it. I don't I, think it's too broken because it's, like, no damage is getting lost. People are still taking damage. Well... Damage could be lost because of resistances mm. and vulnerability and immunities and things yeah. like that, you know? No, it doesn't say immunity. Because otherwise... <laughs> I guess. I'm wondering if it's like just something missing or I don't think resistance or vulnerability should be a part of this. You don't think so? I think it's just be like the straight damage. Because in my be mind... Like, if you think about, like, the scenario, what's happening, this guy gets hit, mm -hmm. and the cleric is, like, taking his wounds and kind of spreading it out. Mm -hmm. If he gets hit with fire, he, like, I feel like the cleric's spreading the wounds. He's not taking the fire and hitting other people with fire. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Why should it matter if they're, they're just soaking his pain mm. rather than the actual fire. Okay. I, I think it's pretty cool. It may be too powerful. Yeah. It's really good. At least I know that. Um, so far, we're in flavor. Yes, we're in we are. Protective bond, sixth level. You bond the bond you forge between people's. Well, I can't speak. Apparently, the bond you forge between people shields them from harm. While other creature chosen for your emboldening bond feature, the third level feature, is first, within, first level first level feature is within thirty feet of each other. The creature can use its reaction to grant resistance to all damage to the other creature when that other creature takes damage. This resistance lasts until the end of the current turn. Holy crap. <laughs> wow. I love that. Oh. Building on the first level ability? Love it. I love when subclasses do that. This is strong. <laughs> this is really strong. Let me look at the... Six, sixth level. Wait, life domain is always the... The bar... So their six level, their six level ability. When you cast a spell a first level or higher that restores hit points to a creature other than you, you regain hit points equal to two plus the spell's level. That's not very good. This, wow, I for love that. no cost, no, just reaction. You can do this just reaction any amount of times within the hour. Plus, you guys are all getting D fours on your stuff. Yeah. And you can get it back for another hour just by spending a, a first-level spell slot. Whoa. This subclass is really good. <laughs> I think this is definitely making this subclass powerful. Way, like, on the powerful end. Yeah. And once again, in flavor. Mm-hmm. We got two more, so let's see if we can stack. All right. Eighth-level potent spell casting. All clerics either get potent spell casting or divine strike. Divine strike. Yeah. You add your wisdom modifier to the damage you do with any cleric cantrip. Yay. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Enduring Unity. 17th level. The bonds you create endure across vast Wait, distances. Wait, can I just, like, touch on the potent spell casting and divine strike? I feel it's, like it's just so lazy. Mm. Like, as an ability that you get, like, from your subclass. Mm. I don't like it. Also, divine strike is clearly superior, right? Depends on your build. Sure, but I feel like you're attacking with weapons more than your cantrips. I think it just depends on your build, but cleric count cantrips are not good. Not good. Well, I mean, which is why you want to buff them with an ability, which is fine. Yeah. But the one, the, the cleric subclasses that are more built towards sub spell casting mm -hmm. have potent spell casting. The ones that are built more for you might do some weapon damage things get divine strike, mm -hmm. and because you're going to be attacking weapons more in those builds. Yeah. It matters. Spellcasting ones, 
at eighth level, are you ever gonna cast a damage dealing cantrip? Not a cleric cantrip. No, you're not. Yeah. Mm, okay. I hate. Yeah. I don't, I don't like either abilities. I also agree that it's lazy. Um. What can we do? Okay. Enduring unity. The bond you create endure over vast distances. Creatures affected by your emboldening bond feature gain its benefits. Oh, really? <laughs> as well as those of your protective bond feature, which is this. While they're, yeah. While they're in the same plane of existence as each other. So. No longer 30 feet. No longer 30 feet. Additionally, when a creature chosen for your emboldening bond is reduced to zero hit points, their bonded partner gains the following benefits for one minute, or until the creature regains at least one hit point. They have advantage on all d20 rolls, attack rolls, saving throws, ability checks. They gain resistance to all damage. And as an action, the creature can touch their bonded partner to expend and roll any number of hit dice. The bonded partner regains a number of hit points. Wow. That's pretty cool. Wow. <laughs> I think that's really cool. Yeah. I think... I love how it fits the flavor. Thank you. And, that, and that's it. That's the last ability. Yeah. If the whole thing is fit flavor. Okay, we'll talk about the whole thing in a second. This particular ability, I like this. It adds to the tactical level. If you guys are kind of like, you and your DM are like, mm. kind of putting out in tacticalness, the paladin of your party will get targeted by the DM. Um, because they're the strongest person. <laughs> and because screw paladins. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, it may be another character. Most likely it's a paladin. By doing this to them, not only are you obviously buffing them and yourself with the other abilities, you are also making it so that when they get taken down, you become a god. So it makes the the enemies not want to totally take down the paladin. I like. I think there's a ways to like, exploit this though. If you just like get like a willing NPC, bond the paladin and the willing NPC, and just knock out the knock NPC. Out of the NPC. Yeah. And there's ways you can do that in roleplay. Like, you can actually, like, accomplish that and make it have it make sense. Like, having someone who's willing to, like, sacrifice, you know, a couple hours of their day unconscious. Mm. Yeah, that's true. It, and they don't it, even it, need to be near. It doesn't even have to be in your party. Yeah. It's just someone on the plane of existence. Wow. And then the pouting gets advantage on everything and resistance to all damage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's about that's the whole frightening. Thing. That's about subclass as a whole. Big thumbs up for me. Yes. For keeping uniform theme. I think this is. Is it doing anything new? Nah. No. In my opinion. Not really. It's not a. It's not super original. Doing anything new. Also, the flavor is pretty basic. Yes. But it. Works. I like the flavor. Yes. I like the unity flavor. Works really well in a game like D&D, which is about the party and that bond, which is cool. And obviously, if you're someone who likes to roleplay and like have a paladin who like is a unity paladin who cares about keeping the party together and brotherhood mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff, that's really cool. Helps with the party. I think it's definitely life domain level. Yeah, it's really good. I like it. Yep. Yeah, I think it could be nerfed. Uh, I think it's pretty powerful, but yeah, it's good, and it's on theme. Okay, last one. Clockwork Soul for the sorcerer. Yes. This sounds really cool. From what I remember about it, I didn't like it very much, but and it's research on the background for it, which we can get into later. All right, Clockwork Soul, plane of utmost order. Mechanus is a realm overseen by a godlike entity called Primus, where his actions are inscrutable and calculations vast. You or someone from your lineage might have become entangled in one of their machinations and later the Modrons. Perhaps you were exposed to the artifact created by Primus. Okay, nobody cares. Next <laughs> it's just, it's kind of important to understand this thing, even though we're taking forever to explain it. So, Basically, you're connected to this realm of Mechanus. The plane. Yes, the yeah. plane. It's ruled over by Primus, this mm -hmm. being. And it's all about machines and working together. and The Mojons, yes. which are some of the wackiest monsters in the Monster Manual, come from this plane. Yeah. Like, everything in its own place. It's all like 
working together gears. Yeah. Kind of like perfection, clockwork. Yeah. You know. Hence, clockwork soul. Hey. <laughs> hey. Uh, next, they have a table here of ways that you can add flavor to your spell casting. Mm. I like How, that. Like, things like manifest. That's cool. Um, this is also a thing that is in the Guildmaster's Guide to Ravnica. Um, depending on the guild you choose. Oh, that, it's a, for those of you who don't know, it's a, it's a campaign setting that was released based on a Magic the Gathering world. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, like, you can choose from these guilds when you build your character, these 10 different guilds. And each one has a section on how your magic might look or manifest mm-hmm. based on your guild. Um, if you're, like, the hippie, flowery people, it might have, like, flowers and vines or whatever. Or, like, if you're the death people, they have, like, skulls and spirits. Mm-hmm. So, I like, I like, I, I want that on everything. Yeah. I think it's so cool. <clears throat> like I said, adding a flavor there. Perfect. Um, all right. First level ability. However, some of these are lame as heck. Large spectral cogwheels appear hovering behind you. Cool. Mm. The hands of a clock appear in your eyes. Cool in concept. Think about it. That looks stupid. <laughs> your skin glows with a golden metallic sheen. Weird. Your feature becomes unnaturally angular like geometric objects. <laughs> okay. Your spellcasting focus takes the form of a miniature spawning stone. or the, I don't know what that is. The ring of a clock can be heard by you and those affected by your magic. What? That <laughs> one's... Cr- no, no, no. I'm thinking like grandfather <laughs> clock. Yeah, that's how I was thinking of. Yeah, that's really cool. Okay, getting to the abilities. First level. You can learn additional spells when you reach certain levels in this class as shown in the... Okay, no one cares. Each spell counts as a... Okay. Oh yeah, this is a thing that they've been adding to like everything since Xanathar's, I think. Oh, what is it? Just giving uh, sorcerers spells with their subclass, mm. which isn't in the player's handbook, but really should be. Oh, also, if you're playing a sorcerer, um, don't choose any of the subclasses in the player's handbook. Find one in Xanathar's Guide or UA. Yeah. Because I hate them. Okay. I mean, the dragon one isn't necessarily horrible. I hate it. Okay. Restore balance. First level ability. Your connection to the plane of absolute order allows you to equalize chaotic elements. I like the sound of this. When a creature you can see within 60 feet of you is about to roll a d20 with advantage or disadvantage, you can use a reaction to prevent the roll from being affected by advantage or disadvantage. Awesome. You can use this feature a number of times equal to your charisma modifier. Gain all when you finish your long rest. That's pretty cool. I like that. I'm just wondering if it's good. Good? Yeah. I got the flavor of it. No, I just don't think it's very useful. Let's look at the sorcerer ones. Well, like, the dragon one gets, like, natural armor. Mmm. Or resilience. Yeah, yeah. yeah Basically, get mage armor without having to wear or cast it. Yeah. We're not even going to talk about the Wild Magic one because it's so out there. Oh, the Dragon Breath too, right? No, you don't get, oh, no, you get that. What do you get? You don't get any Dragon Breath. Oh, it's the, I think of the Affinity that comes later. Anyway. Uh, yeah. I, I like the concept. Yeah. I just don't I think, think it seems pretty weak. Yeah. Okay. Bulwark of Law. Sixth level. You can imbue a creature with a Shimmering Shield of Order. Shimmering Shield of Order. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> I don't know. What is a Shimmering Shield of Chaos? <laughs> like Shimmering Shield. Okay. Yeah. Of, of Order. order. <laughs> Just have like a gavel on the front. <laughs> yeah. What does that even mean? It has Amazon on the front. As an... Uh, ah. <laughs> as an action... You can expend one to five sorcery points to create a magical ward around yourself or another creature you can see within 30 feet of you. The ward lasts until you finish a long rest or until you use this feature again. The ward is represented by a number of d8s equal to the number of sorcery points spent to create it. When the warded creature takes damage, it can reuse its reaction to spend a number of those dice, roll them, and reduce the damage taken by the order of the spent dice. The total of the spent dice, sorry. I like it. That's really cool. That's fresh. A mechanic we've never seen before. Is it good? I think the simple... Mm. I, okay, I love that it uses sorcery points. 
Like, subclasses using sorcery points is cool, because you want more things to use sorcery points. That's the thing that makes sorcerers unique. I love that. Mm -hmm. But also... Factoring mm -hmm. into action economy is what makes it work <clears throat> for me. Mm. As an action. Mm -hmm. Then you're just going to be burning through your spell... Or... Mm. Your sorcery points. You're going to be burning through your sorcery points if you want to cast a spell on your turn, because then you have to use your bonus action to quicken. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Cool. I think it's really cool and fresh. I think it should be a bonus action. I agree. Well, I don't know. It lasts till you take a long rest. Or until you use the feature again. Sure. <sighs> Six level. But it's like, at max, it's only 5d8. Yeah. I don't know. And that's a fourth of your total... At this point, it'd be almost all of your sorcery points. Mm-hmm. But even at ten, 20th level, that's a fourth of your sorcery points. Mm-hmm. To minimize an average of 24... 22 damage? 23 damage? <laughs> You're talking to me. I can't do math in my head. Okay. Love it. Mm. Love the concept. Yeah, maybe bonus action. Yeah. Okay. Trance of Order, 14th level. You gain the ability to enter a state of clockwork consciousness as a bonus action. Once again, what the hell does that mean? For the next minute, attack rolls against you can't benefit from advantage. Whenever you make an attack roll, an ability check, or a saving throw, you can treat a roll of 9 or lower as a 10. Once you use this action, you can use... You can't use it again. You can use it again. You can't use it again to finish a long rest or until you expend 5 sorcery points to use again. Once again, I like the thing where, like, spending spell slots mm -hmm. and stuff. I wish this was spell slot instead of sorcery points. Yeah. This is strong? Nine it seems strong to me. Alright. At 14th level... Bonus action. Mm -hmm. For the next minute. minute. So whole combat, basically. Yeah. Think what, Nothing can get advantage to hit going to be like. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, too. 14th level... Also, are you going to be really casting lots of spells that are to hit and not saving throws? Because if it's saving throws, then it doesn't matter. You're not rolling the d20. Cool. Underpowered, I think, again. Well, okay. If you had already have 20 charisma, yeah, you the lowest do. you can roll is a 20. At 14th level. Oh. You mean with an attack roll? Yeah. Or ability check or what? Like yeah. if you're proficient with it? Yeah. That's really good. But once again, are you making a lot of attack rolls? Or are they doing, or are you casting spells that require saving throws? It just depends on, on your build. I mean, it does help because it's for your ability checks and saving throws as well. Yeah. Always getting 20, at least 20 at the lowest. For, for charisma, if you back up charisma. Sure. But at least like, if you have like a zero, 20, it's still 15. 20 at the lowest for a saving throw? Mm-hmm. That's good. For a whole combat, I think that's pretty good. Plus, nothing can get advantage against you. I don't know. Yeah. For me, the jury's still out on this one. Yeah. I don't know about this one. Okay, what's the last one? Clockwork. Cavalcade. Cav yeah, what do you pronounce that? Caval Cavalcade? I think so. Okay. We're probably saying it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> We're bad at speaking. You summon spirits of order to restore balance around you. As an action, you summon spirits... <laughs> what does that mean? Oh, to no, restore it says, balance. It says, it says, it says. Yes, yes. As an action, you summon the spirits in a 30-foot cube originating from you. Spirits like mo spirits look like Modrons and or other, any other... Uh, constructs. Uh, or other constructs of your choice. The spirits are intangible and invulnerable. Work fast and efficiently and create the following effects within the cube before vanishing. Spirits restore... Up to 100 hit points divided as you choose among any number of creatures of your choice in the cube. Any damaged objects entirely in the cube are repaired. Every spell of 6th level or lower ends on creatures and objects of your choice in the cube. You can use this feature again after a long rest or until you spend 7 sorcery points to use it again. Whoa. Hmm. Whoa. That's awesome. I love that. 
My bet is you're not going to be using this twice in a combat. You're just gonna. This is a one turn thing. Yeah. Um, cause seven to sorcery points for this again. But it's no, but even cost. then. I think it's it's a really good defensive option. I like, like it a party lot. Gets like a lot of you will get debuffed or something in some sort of way. Mm -hmm. Just like any. And this is 18th level, so this is like crazy boss fight. You're gonna be some people are gonna be frightened. Some yeah. people are gonna be some stunned. Get stunned. Yeah. yeah. This is like some crazy cleric level stuff here. I love it. Also, the flavor is. Oh, okay. What doesn't remove conditions? Remove spell. So there's like a sure. spell affecting it. That's true. Okay, you're right. So it's worse. Yes. Than I thought. Um, 100 hit points. It's pretty nice. 30 foot cube. Oh, yeah. 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 It's cool. I think it's good. Once again, it's 18th level, so uh, you might not ever get this ability. Yeah. Because you're going to multi-class before then or just never get this high in your campaign. My immediate thought for this is like, in more like a roleplay situation, like an attack on a city that you're in, and, you and it's like soldiers city. like up like trying to repair the walls as they're like sick and mm. you know wounded, and they're just trying to repair the walls because they need to, and then like the sorcerer comes in, boom, repairs the wall, yeah, with the second part of it, yeah, and heals the soldiers, yeah, that's dope. Uh, I think it's pretty dope. Once again, it's an 18th level, so it doesn't super matter too much. Yeah. Because it's rare that you're, uh -oh. someone's ever going to become an 18th level sorcerer. Um, but overall, I think the flavor was pretty nice. Yes. I just think overall the class mechanically... Underpowered. Yeah. I think mechanically underpowered. I think the, the spirit of it was pretty nice. I, I don't think the flavor, though, is communicated too well. I, would, I want more flavor from this. What does it mean to be a clockwork soul? What does it look like? All that kind of stuff. I wonder a little more of that. Mm. Um, they are not good at picking sorcerer subclasses. <laughs> I'm sorry. We haven't gotten a really good sorcerer subclass in ever. Um, Since, uh, like, it, this is the phoenix, the... Which, 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 that, it was like, it was like three. No, it was a three. It was an Arcana, like, several months ago, where they released, like, three sorcerer subclasses. Oh, the phoenix one? Yeah. Yeah, that the was phoenix, there's, like, an ocean one... Okay, and here's my opinion. Make an Unearthed Arcana with all this animate stuff. So, rework the Clockwork Soul. Mm -hmm. Make it more balanced. Give it more flavor. Do the Beauty and the Beast Bard. Um, and I think also a wizard one would, would do nice. Yeah. An animated wizard's kind of thing. Or maybe a, a martial class. A constructy mar martial class would be cool. Um, what would that look like? I don't even know. Like an artificer subclass. Mm. Mm. Would work. Um, I you just release one. Like that you tinker with. Oh, that's what's in the third one that came out two There's weeks ago. an artificer ago. subclass? Mm. It's like Iron Man. Whoa, that's sick. Um, but yeah, I, I, I love the Beauty and the Beast animate, like clockwork kind of thing. Yeah. I like that flavor a lot. I think it's really cool. It's a little different, like, the gear thing from the Between the Beasts animate objects thing is kind of different. But, because this is more, like, steampunky. Yeah. But I like it. It's cool. I, if you're, like, playing a steampunk kind of themed thing. Bro. This works. Oh, uh, playing a, uh, Ironforge, uh, 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 Ironsworn? No, not Ironsworn. What? What are you talking about? What are, like, the robot things? The playable? Oh, Warforged. Warforged. Oh, Warforged <laughs> Clockwork Soul. That makes that absolute sense. So dope. Yeah, that actually that's really cool. Okay, uh, cool. Uh, all these subclasses. This was not at all as disappointing as the last one. Yeah, no, not as disappointing. I liked all of these. I liked the flavor in all these except for the Bard one because the flavor makes no sense. It's just ambiguous. But the Bard one brought a lot of new, fresh stuff to Bards. Yeah. It in, it took like Bard. And did cooler stuff to it that we haven't seen before, and that's really what I love. If it had pinned down a, a really good, defined tone, mm -hmm. this might be, like, one of the best subclasses I've ever seen. Mm, really? Cause I, I just For think bard. it's so fresh. And it's so cool, and it just helps the bard. It does the bard justice. Cleric one, boring. 
But it keeps a good theme, and it's powerful. Yeah. It's definitely playable. Really consistent throughout. Yes. Consistently strong, too. (laughs) Sorcerer 1, I think it's weak, but also compared to the other Sorcerer subclass, I think they're all kind of weak and wacky. Except for, like, Divine Soul. Yeah. Divine Soul's really good. Yeah, they're all kind of wack. I don't think that's a... That's not in Xanathar's guy, is it? Sun's... No, that's a monk. Sun Soul's monk. Sun Soul's monk. There have been so many different versions of Divine Soul. I'm pretty sure one of them is. Okay, I don't know. Anyway. like, five... (laughs) <laughs> kind of official ones. Yeah. Um, anyway, but I like all of them. Mm-hmm. I do like all of them. I like pieces from them. Um, I would let a player play any of these. Yeah. And that's a good... That's, that works with... That that means that UA did c- good. Yes. Because the last one, I would not let my players play like any of those, except mm-hmm. for like the Barbarian one. Um, and as a player, I can see myself playing any of these. Yeah, like there's characters I can come up with using these yeah. ideas. Either because I like, I love the mechanics or the flavor of it. Yeah, uh, I'm excited to do part three. Look at the artificer one and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I, I like it. I, I, these are nice. This is one of the best UAs I've seen in a while. It's good. I'm I'm satisfied. I'm satisfied. Okay, that brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. We love doing these UA review things. Yeah, let us let us know how you think the new kind of format that we did this bonus episode in. How do you think it worked? Like, do you yeah. like the, the more of us just yeah. going through it for the first time and conversing over it? What are your thoughts on the subclasses themselves? Yeah. Uh, do you disagree with us? Uh, uh, you're wrong. But, uh, do you, <laughs> <laughs> no. um, and, and if you want to talk to us some stuff, yeah. uh, follow us on Instagram at d20 underscore academy. You can DM us or comment on our photos. Um, we also have a Discord where we can answer all your questions, comments, concerns. Converse with you. <laughs> yeah, if you just yeah. want to just talk about the UA stuff or anything, mm-hmm. really, uh, you can DM us for the Discord server link, or I don't know how Discord works. I'm not. Yes. Or, or find it on our anchor page somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, that brings us uh, to the end of this episode. Um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, and Until next time. Yeah, look forward to the next UA review. Yeah. And... Go, go, go give these ones a try and let us know. Yeah, give the Miska a try, too. How, how were they? Um, I kind of want to do a Beauty and the Beast one-shot now. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, not not in the sense of, like, a big fight between people and animate objects. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Okay. <laughs>